Welcome back. Here we are. It's a Thursday. You know there's a new episode of Parked and Turn One out. I'm Jason, a.k.a. Captain Novice. I'm here with my man, Bo. Bo, what's going on tonight? Good evening, Jason. How are you doing this evening? Very well. Listen, your voice right now sounds perfectly in line with that intro music we that had we used. We had to set the tone, man. We had to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is basically, I, I do feel like I was welcoming in some people to, you know, have a coffee, sit down in a plushy chair, and uh, let's solve the world's problems. I Welcome. felt like that's what we were going to do. Welcome to the smooth sounds of the number one Southeastern-based podcast center dedicated to giving you the best coverage in MotoGP World Superbike and Moto America. I fumbled Man. around with that a little bit. No, no, that rolled right off the tongue. It rolled <laughs> right off. That broadcasting school is really paying off. I'm telling you what. So, <laughs> Thank goodness for all that sponsorship money to put me through, right? Ooh, yeah. I mean, listen, thank you to... Yep. Yep. <laughs> That would have been a perfect oh, time to intro some cricket music if I was that. Yeah, good, so. absolutely. Well, listen, we're, get that fancy soundboard you got <laughs> over there. Get some crickets on there. Also, well, are we going to uh, talk about motorcycles tonight, or are we just going to? What? No, listen. Let's talk about me for a minute. That's what I want to do. You That's know, what I knew at. that was going to come up. I, somehow, I knew <laughs> that we. You know, you got to pretend to be fast this week, right? Oh, I did pretend. I so I did for. A little bit at VIR. I rode on Monday. It was a great, it really was a good first day because the temperature wasn't optimum, but the track was okay. And it was knowing the temperature and the conditions weren't optimum really helped me stay in my lane. You know what I mean? Like just okay. But what I will say, and I and I have to say, you know, we saw our friend Dan, who's a control writer for Pre. Also, another guy that listens to our podcast, Jack, who's a control writer for Pre. Uh, Dan turned him on to the podcast, so thank you, Dan. I do not Jack, know Jack. Dan. Jack, look forward yep. to meeting you. You're, yep, you'll like Jack. Jack's a good guy. He and I share passion for things Italian. Opinions? But uh, not opinions, things Italian. Uh, cars, <laughs> motorsport, Italian motorsport. Leave me alone. Um, but... Immediately, the first thing Dan said to me when he saw me was disputing everything I said on the podcast and uh, about, you know, we had that talk about Joe Roberts. Dan said, you know, he dealt with a huge injury last year, to which he was referring to his collarbone. You mean the one he raced two weeks after he broke it? <laughs> you mean that huge injury? Let's go ahead and classify a huge injury. Mark Marquez had a huge injury. Miguel Oliveira. Huge injury. Broken collarbone hurts, no doubt. I wouldn't call it a huge injury. Where do you land on that argument? Um, so, I, I mean, you know my medical, my current medical situation regarding my own collarbone, right? Um, no, don't talk about the syphilis. Let's not talk about that. I want to talk about... <laughs> I don't know if you... Yeah, we'll... we'll your podcast land i i do have a <laughs> level three ac joint separation um that i mean it could be possibly maybe i don't know i don't know when that gets into a level four or not but i have a nice big bump on my shoulder and the thing pops whenever i breathe so um yeah but it wasn't broken um it was one of those things the collarbone you're, you're kind of better off breaking injury. it though you know yeah, absolutely. Because, because it's a quick it. fix. Yeah, they play yeah, it. They you go it. back to you. Just go back to having fun again. I've seen I've seen Jorge uh, Jorge Lorenzo race the next day. Now it was hard, but he did it. So 
point being, um, Dan, Dan just likes to yeah. contradict everything I say, which is fun for me. So keep doing it. Of course, I, I didn't even need to say that. It's always going to happen. But uh, I enjoy it. I, I wish I wish we had... We need to figure out a format where we can have people on that will have a different, you know, uh, to create more dialogue that I can well, call stupid. So I think, <laughs> well, I think we need to plan this accordingly, though, and not have them on live because then that way I can get what they say and then edit it. Oh, no, like, right. We know, need to edit normal it to media me. does. Yeah. So we can kind of contort it to fit our own agendas. That's right. Um, I, I so. have an agenda. Listen, I'm just going to tell everybody if they come on, I have an agenda. So just deal with it. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we should start talking about motorcycles. Uh, but let's talk about my motorcycle ran good. Uh, I try, I was on the new Superbike um, slick and I got to tell you, this is a Pirelli. I, let's let's uh, it, yeah, clarify yeah, that a, uh, world Superbike Pirelli. I, you can keep your done flops. The Ooh. Bridgestones are dead to me. Oh, there's two, two possible sponsors down. Yep. Um, but honestly, the, the, the Stickerellis are great. They've been great to me over the last, uh, I think maybe two years now I've been using them. Um, but I went to that. I will say that I did notice a difference in turn in with the new profile front. Um, even though I was nowhere near maximum pace or pushing, it was just easier to turn the bike, which was really a nice surprise. Like I thought it might turn quicker, but I didn't know what that would mean in terms of the balance of the motorcycle, right? Like I didn't know if I was yeah. be <clears throat> scared that I was going to fall off every time, but I wasn't. It just felt really easy to turn in. So that's great. I'm sure that's part of that. Um, and the rear stuck really well. Now I had the traction control turned up to 22,000, um, but it, it didn't give me any problems all day. And I'm, I'm really happy. So off on this journey, it, it's, it's off to a good start. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I, you know, just new time. Anytime you change something, you don't know how it's going to work out. Well, and that too. And you throw another variable into the first day of the season. So, yep. you know, yep. there's, and like you said, you're not going to be trying to set the world on fire, you know, no. lap records or anything like that. So, right. you know, new changes, new, new year, first day, just go out and have fun and have some smiles. That's why we do it anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, our buddy Nick came really close to running off in the kink. Um, I, I mean, really close. He like, really wanted to test that new Armco barrier, huh? I don't know what he was doing. So he and I were, uh, we were behind a slower rider, um, and I was going to go up the inside of this rider, but he moved to the inside. So rather than being patient, I kind of just, stay there. You know what I mean? Like neutral throttle. Mm. He was accelerating. I could have accelerated more, but I didn't. I wanted to keep a good distance and kind of respect him. And, and Nick uh, didn't know what I was doing. So he kind of just went around the outside of me, at which point I was like, oh, what are you doing over there? You know what I mean? Um, and then went around the outside of the other guy, around the outside of that kink, which is a not a great place, but uh, he survived it somehow. He told me, though, he said, I, there was a second. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to ditch this. <laughs> and I'm glad he didn't because he would have been hurt and the bike would have been uh, bad. But uh, he made it through, and the rest of the day there was no drama except for a little uh, somebody, when I was following him, checked up in front of him for no reason. And he was pretty close. But I had, because of what's happened to me in the past, I always try to keep a pretty good uh, pad right, buffer in right. there. Um 
and you can see he's got he was filming backwards and he sent me the video today you could see me uh stand the bike up and go wide because i didn't know what was happening up there <laughs> um but it, it wasn't a big moment but uh in the moment in my helmet i was like what is happening uh but it was just that the guy checked up i don't know if he missed a gear or, or something happened but he checked up unexpectedly and everybody came out okay but that was our drama for the day um it was a good day it's just a long drive and it costs you know 360 dollars in diesel to get there and back so what i'm saying is i'll probably never go back to vir so that's the last <laughs> time <laughs> you know e-bikes i've got to gotta get yep, the e-bikes in that's right well i i do enjoy vir it's a great track so if you haven't been there give it a run I, uh, vir north is is a lot of fun the whole facility is really nice so i recommend it but uh let's talk about moto gp are you in or no yeah, I don't have anything. I didn't want to talk about me or anything, so I think we. Can oh well, well. Do you want to talk about? No, 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 no I'm good. Talk about. You already talked about your AC joint. Let's hear more about that. No, I'm good. I'm okay. Okay, well, we're coming in to Argentina, and we've got a championship <laughs> on our hands. Really, we do. I mean, it's only two races in, so everybody's still pretty tight. I think uh, ten points separating the top seven. So pretty close right now no clear dominating presence at the moment um what are you looking at in the motor gp class this weekend what are you thinking what's uh what are you looking for what are you hoping for you got some high points what do you got um i, I keep coming back to, to to the same name i think i beat this drum a few times is uh, franco morbidelli uh okay. i really really want to see franco morbidelli take a step forward and start to contend for the championship uh just because i'm a fan you know that's that's the fan in me talking and and the being selfish there but uh but no that's what i want to happen i i again i keep coming back to you know i think yamaha might be strong at this track because of the layout again if the you know i would say if the weather's nice yamaha's definitely going to be there but even in the rain and the wet last week at uh at Indonesia, you know, Yamaha was still strong, surprisingly. So, um, you know, possibly Yamaha could be a contender no matter what. Um, but the same thing goes for Suzuki, right? I mean, Suzuki's got a, a ridiculous bike this season um, and two strong riders and Rins so far. I mean, he's seventh in the championship. Uh, but, you know, just after two races, uh, actually, both Suzuki's are sixth and seventh with Joanne Mir and Rins, um, respectively. No, they are actually eighth and ninth. Sorry. I got it. I looked at the wrong race. I apologize. So they slid. You looked at a race. This is uh, in the championship standings. They're eighth and ninth. No worries. Evidently, evidently, folks, uh, Bo's never watched MotoGP, so it's okay. He's learning. He's going to study up. He's going to get it quick. No problem. He's going to do this. Are you still checking to make sure I'm right? No, I'm not. I'm pulling up the uh, pro the proper statistics so I can look down the <laughs> list myself. <laughs> Yeah, so but you make a good point. I, I think I know Suzuki is very strong. Okay, you know what? You're on timeout. I Suzuki is very strong. Uh, the bike is. As long as Renz keeps it on two wheels, he will contend in nearly every race, especially when they get to Europe. Coda, he goes well. He won a race there, right. so um, you know he he's going to contend. And Mir, we know who Mir is. Mir's a world champion. Mir's a killer on that bike. He will be, he will figure in some races and he will be on the podium. 
Um, the, the, the big thing to me, um, you mentioned Morbidelli. He's top 10, so he, and he's only 16 points behind Aeneas, so he's not you know, out of the picture. Yeah, already. we're only two races deep. you know. Right. The big thing for me is can Ducati get it figured out? Um, and, and, and that's a little, uh, little intro into Ducati's plane broke yeah, down. Ducati got so, to figure out logistics first. Um, <laughs> so maybe they need to hire me cause that's what I do in my day job. Um, but their plane broke down, which is unfortunate. Doesn't happen often. Not their fault. It's just something that happened. They will get their stuff, but you know, it, it think it affected the Mooney VR 46 Mooney team and the factory team. I don't believe it affected Pramac or uh, the Grassini team. I did not see that it did. Um, but anyway, either way, they'll get their bikes. It'll just be some late night, long hours for the crew. The riders won't notice any different because those bikes will be ready for practice. You know what I mean? Uh, it was actually uh, the satellite teams. It was the... Uh, so it was only the satellite teams? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I read that wrong. I thought it was just the factory team. Uh, it was the, the Grassini Racing and the VR46 Oh, team. okay. Okay, so it wasn't the factory team. Or Premac. I thought it was Premac and uh, Ducati. I'm sorry, I did not read the article completely. All right, so that's no good for those guys. They're already fighting uphill as independents, but that's okay. The bikes will get there. Their stuff will get there. Um, it might be the only way that the factory Ducati squad can finish in front of the wow satellite teams. Wow. Now, so speaking about that. Jab. Yeah, that is a jab. I, I think I think Bagnaya will get this figured out. I, I expect good results to be on the horizon for him. But I don't know about Jack Miller. Now, again, we probably need to set the bar. What's a good result for Jack Miller? You know what I mean? I mean, once you win in MotoGP, is that not your bar? I I I you don't. Know? You know what? That's a good point, and I don't I don't think I can argue that. I I know that you can't win every time. So Jack won two races last year. Okay. But since that point, Jack has really been almost nowhere. He's taken the role of more of a wingman uh, other than a championship contender. Right. Well, didn't Bagnaya win four races last year? Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, and that's what I'm saying. You know, is Jack Miller? It 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 almost seemed like he was content to to take that back seat. Um, and I just don't know. I don't know how that's going to carry. And we're only two races into this season, but is that going to carry? Is that mentality going to carry into the rest of this season? You know, and 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 beyond. Um, yeah. Because the factory squad right now is is having not the results that they want to have. So, right, you know, and but maybe we need Ducati's, to stress it is early. Yeah, 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 and maybe, and we have two races in the next two weeks, so a lot can change over the next fourteen days. Yeah, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. It can, um, but yeah, I, so we need to see something from Ducati, some sort of life. One of those guys has got to good get good points in this race to stay mm -hmm. in the championship. Uh, well, Miller is what eleventh. He's thirteen points, so. Let's talk about though. You know who I would? I'm curious to see if they can keep the form. Is KTM? I mean, did they really get it figured out, or was Miguel Oliveira's wet race a kind of like, hey, listen, I got the setting right for the rain. That's perfect. I was better than everybody else that day. But then when it's dry, I'm going back to finishing eighth. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I'm 100%. waiting to see that. 
And I think so far with two races, they've won a race and they finished second in a race. So KTM looks to be getting it sorted. And, you know, Qatar was obviously dry. So let's see what happens. Um, yeah, this track they, if, layout definitely will, will – I think it will kind of determine the the handling characteristics of the KTM a little bit better than, you know, uh, than definitely Qatar. But – even if it's a dry race, I think that's going to show a lot for KTM about where they land as well. I agree. I, I We need to see them consistently in the top five in the dry to know that that bike is competitive this year. So mm-hmm. I think if they finish at least one of them in the top five, the first four races of the year, then we know that they've made some real progress. Do you agree with that? Would that be a, a fair barometer? I think so. I think so. Consistent top fives, yeah. I mean, I, listen, KTM's goal, they win at everything they do. Their yeah, goal we is talked to about win. that last Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think I think it was harder for them than they thought it was going to be. I think there were a lot of lessons that they've learned. But so far this year, it looks like they've definitely learned these lessons. Well, not and, to slight anyone. Uh, you know, they... Not to slight anyone. But they also didn't have the premier talent um, that that is in Mo- the MotoGP grid. You know, Paul's a good rider. Paul is, has shown his his medal a bit. On Wait the Honda, a minute. You know, what did you just year. say? Is this one, Is this being recorded? Yeah. Is this? Oh anyway. my goodness! Did that hurt a little? It or? stung. I mean, it didn't roll off the tongue <laughs> just right, but I, I still I went with it. You know, I was going to keep going, but you kind of you kind of stopped me. So, but oh, honestly, no, no, please. you know, they really yeah. made, turned a corner once they hired Danny Pedrosa. That's one hundred percent true. I agree. And, and you know, did, we know that Danny Pedrosa was the champion that never was. It, you know, just always in the wrong place at the wrong time. Had the worst luck at, at Honda. Um, and had a great career despite all that. But he I think did. that Danny Pedrosa really w- was de- a deserving champion, but just never realized that. Um, yeah, yeah. That that's fair. I like. I I think that's fair. I. But since I think, then, no. I think I think they have the talent that they need. And the grit that they they've got that team figured out, I think, right now. Miguel Oliveira is yeah. a proven race winner, and so is Brad Bender. And we both think Raul Fernandez will be um a killer. Now, whether he stays with KTM, because at this point, I don't know what factory seat you give him. I mean, both uh, of these guys have won races. Yeah. And both of them are riding well. So I mean, there's a couple seats that that are starting to look like they might be vacated fairly soon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's going to be a seat at Aprilia. I shall not name names, but his name rhymes with Tenyalis. But uh, but I think <laughs> I think I think for KTM that that will be a measure. The other thing that I'm I'm not looking at this weekend, but another note that we need to make is we need to see what pole and honda do they obviously did not race well they had a good race pace in the dry in indonesia again i'm pulling for a covered racetrack in southeast asia sepang put a roof over it lombok put a roof over it it'll solve all your problems trust me um but i think for honda you know marquez is out we know that. Stefan Brattles may, is in. He's replacing him this weekend. Yep. Yep. And he may end up running at Coda as well. But the thing is, is that 
you know, Honda really needs to show us that they can do it again. Now, again, he what pole was fast in the dry in Indonesia. He was fast in the test in Indonesia. Of course, we went over all the stuff, the tires, the 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 asphalt, the whatever. You know what I mean? The excuses, so, right. Yeah. We, we, yeah, yeah. No, oh, wow. Okay. All right. So right back right back to the needles. I got you. Um, he, he suckered you, Paul. He suckered you with that That was more of a shot at Honda, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, yeah. That's the way I, I directed that, at least. Well, okay. Well, it's that's what you thought, but I, I took it for Paul. But that's just normal. That's how I do things. Might as well be but I, Who cares? Right. right. But <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think for Paul, I honestly... I think Pole has to have a good showing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did. He did have a great showing in guitar in the dry. So I'm expecting him to be competitive. And by competitive, I mean well inside the top ten and in the top five, and maybe even challenge for a podium there. Mm-hmm. Do I expect Pole to win? No. I I need to see um, what Anaya Bastianini does, and again, our world championship uh, defender. You know, the current world champion, Fabio, he's got to, he had a great race in Indonesia. He needs to keep that same energy going into Coda and, and this week in Argentina and next week mm-hmm. in Coda. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you made the point about Franco. Franco's got to step it up. But we're going to see if these next two races are dry, what the Yamaha can do. Yeah, compared Argentina, to these other bikes, Argentina has that characteristic that sometimes it can kind of be kind of a wild card with weather. You know, one minute it's mm-hmm. it's pretty on Friday, and then the next minute it could be dumping rain on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that uh, I, it's just it, Argentina is a tough one to call for me because of the weather. You know, and I didn't look at, at what that local weather looks like at the moment, um, but with humidity, it can change. You know, at any given time. You know, you and I live in the yeah. same. So we live here in South Carolina, and you. If you don't like the weather, wait 15 minutes. It's going to be different, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is when we went up to, um, speaking of weather, when we were at VIR, I checked it eight days out on the 10-day forecast, and it was supposed to be like 68 degrees at like with like 42 early in the morning and then 68 in the afternoon. I was like, oh, that'll be that'll be good. I'll miss the first two sessions because I'm putting tires on anyway, so no big deal. Man, it got down to 26, and I'm glad that Nick and I put our bikes inside. We had to, um, and it was it never got above 55 all day. Hmm. The funny thing is, when I was driving home in the dark, when I got to Charlotte, it was 65 degrees <laughs> in the dark. So we were right on the edge, evidently, of that line of you know cold air, um, but. That you're right. I mean, the weather changes a lot here, and it does there, and we'll see what that's going to be like. Um, but you know, I was I was looking at the flights to Austin today. We're only tomorrow. It'll we'll be leaving for Coda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you excited about I, this? I, I'm I am. I, I'm. It's getting. Yeah, it's kind of getting real. I mean, you know, we made the decision last minute. You know, I'm sure just a couple weeks ago, and. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely excited. I'm looking forward to it, and um, just can't uh, just can't wait to get back. Yeah, I, I, as much as we can talk about it, it you know, there's really yeah, no substitute yeah. for actually being there. No, not at all. I think um, the, the the great thing about this sport to me is it is great to watch on TV, 
But man, when you go and you smell the race fuel and you hear the bikes and maybe even feel them yeah, you, was, when it, they it, go by, it it is better. Like I've been, we've I've I've been to many NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL games, and it's fun if a big if it's a big game and the crowd's crazy. You know, you're rooting for the home team. The the stadiums do that. That feeling is really cool. But a lot of times in the regular season, you go to those games and it's just like, oh, I could have sat at home and not bought a $14 beer. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but it's not that way for me with MotoGP. Not at all. Uh, because the just just seeing what they're doing in person and, and hearing the bikes with my own ears, it's just cool. I just think it's cool. Um, but so... Let's talk a little bit. Let's talk about the lower classes. What well, before are you looking we, before at? Before we jump there, oh, still oh. a couple things I want to. What are you expecting out of Alicia Sparger this week in Aprilia? Alicia's been solid this year. Let's be honest, right? Like yeah. he's been solid. I expect him to be solid again. Uh, and if the opportunity presents itself, I I could see Alicia throwing it up there in third. Do I see him winning? No. But look at my fantasy team. What do I know? But honestly, I think the big back straight at Coda will give Ducati, you know, some advantage there. Right, right. Because Mark Marquez, unless Mark is there, I don't know what Mark does at Coda, but he just has that place. Like, it's just his home. Like, he's so, so good. So let's Go talk about that for a second, about Mark Marquez. I mean, yeah, well, sure. obviously going to be out this week at yeah. Argentina. Do you yeah. see him coming back for Coda? No. No, I do not. I, I honestly have to agree. I, I mean, he's the, quote, king of Coda, as it's been said, that he's, you know, every race that he's finished there, he has won. But with this latest injury, a re-injury, and, and it's, to me, I don't know, we, we kind of beat that horse quite a bit, but the writing's kind of on the wall for me. Well, right. I, I, I um... I don't know if the career is over, but I, 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 so I read a lot. I read a lot of articles in my free time the last few days about what I went and reread some of the articles just to, because I was trying to, I was going to talk about it tonight and I didn't want to speculate completely, but so they said it wasn't as serious as the injury that he suffered in October when he had the motocross accident. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was he was out two and a half months, so not as serious. That's an awfully large window during the race season. So if it's only six weeks, that's still not as serious. But that means that you miss three, four, effectively four races. And I, I just I feel like I feel like if he misses four races, the title challenge is over this year. It's over. Um, and going forward, what does this do for Mark and his psyche? Now, previously, it's done nothing. Mark has been Mark. He just does what Mark does. He he pushes it to the absolute limit. Um, but there's a part of me that hopes someone has pulled him aside and said, hey, man, I, I get it, but here's the reality of your situation. Maybe former, maybe he should take a lesson from former NFL players, hockey players, and, and, you know, the guys that have to sit in a dark room a lot because 
of the beating they gave their brain. And if he's hitting his head hard enough to damage or, or injure the cranial nerve, he's probably given him more than self more than one concussion in his life. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, I, the problem that gets me is the comment, not as bad or not as serious. Yeah, it, it's I don't, still, I don't like it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it still happened again. The and and you know why did it happen? It happened because Marquez is Marquez and Honda is Honda. It, you have right. Trend, you have a transcendent talent with not as with not a transcendent research research and development department. Well, and I don't think anyone's there trying to putting the reins on him, saying, "Listen, you can't win with this bike as it is. Yeah. Don't kill yourself. Let's develop it." Yes, that's a year. This is a year that we need to build this new bike. This is a year that we have to change direction. You can't change direction. You can't make the pendulum go from east to west in one no. one swing. It's got no. to take time. Yeah, to get don't across. end your career this year trying to win with a bike that's just not ready to win. Right. Let's develop the bike, and then next year and, and we'll have it there for you. I don't think that Paul Spargo did a whole did a lot of favors um, with the first race when it comes to that mentality either, though, because he led most of the race uh, from the front and and looked great doing it. He just and you can't blame tire. him for it because that's no, what he's supposed not, to do. No, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I completely agree. But like I said, I mean, it, you know, he just didn't do that mentality any any compliments to to get Marquez I just, to slow down a little bit or to at least have right. some judgment about it. I think that affected Marquez. He did not like that. You know 100%. what I mean? Yeah. He was like, "Who? What is happening? I am the guy. I'm the guy." You know, and and he couldn't. He wasn't the guy, and that really bothered him. So, you know, it's. It, it, it Mark is who Mark is, and if he cannot change that, we've said it many times, then his career will end prematurely. Um, I'm just hoping someone, like I said, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that someone will pull him aside and lay it out for him. This is what you're facing if you keep going this way. Right. Like, there's no, this isn't, this could happen. If you keep doing this, this is what's going to happen. Here's the medical research. Here's the proof. Here's an, here are hundreds of examples from the United States because they're the ones leading the charge on this, right? I mean, we are. So, anyway. But enough about that because that makes me sad. Let's talk about Moto2 and what you're looking at. For me, I just want to see if Celestino Vietti can keep up the form. I want to see if Aaron Kinnett's going to tell us what that bow tie means. And can some cat Chantra follow the race win up with another good race? Your turn. I don't want to count the guy out, but I, I, I'm going to. I, I don't think that some cat Chantra is going to throw that kind of result again. Um, in in Argentina or or America probably, um, just the, the history says you they, are correct. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm going off of. I mean, in, in all honesty, Indonesia kind of seemed like a like a a, a fluke to me. Uh, you know, it, albeit you know, I mean, my my jaw was at the floor the entire duration of the Moto Two race because I couldn't under I couldn't believe that he was that far ahead, um, and running away with it. it you know, yeah, I mean, no, he, I, he, I don't want to take anything amazing. away from him, but yeah. But it's not the fact that I think that he is a slow rider and he doesn't have the pace. It's the fact that his consistency and he rides the he seems to override the bike or at least just fall a lot with the bike and and he didn't do it this race. So if he can stay on the bike, then yes, a good result is possible. 
Um, if the consistency improves, then yes, all of this is possible. Um, but no, I think that I, I think seeing if Celestino Vietti is going to try to run away with the championship, I think that's a uh, a good a, a good uh, point to kind of keep the magnifying glass on to see what he's going to do. Yeah, this is um, a big race, really. It really is because the the points difference in Moto Two is much different than in Moto GP. I mean, Chantra is in fourth, and he's twenty points behind. Chelsea Vietti already. Right. So, you know, if Vietti keeps the pedal down, you're right. He could run away with it. I, I mean, even go back to Aaron Kinnett. I mean, Aaron Kinnett, he's a strong rider this year. And and I really, really want to see Aaron Kinnett. I want to understand what the bow tie is about. So I think that we're going to find that out um, this season. Yeah. I think I said it last week. I think that we will find that out last, in sometime this season. I agree. Um, it could be this week. I mean, Aaron Kinnett yeah. has two races on the Calex now. It could be this week, and um, you know, I, I would I would like to see the Americans continue to finish races um, and be inside the top ten. If and if not better, just that's where I like. I just want them to be relevant, you know, in everything. Yeah, and so I, I, I think that's next, what I'm hoping for. I think next weekend at uh, Circuit of the Americas, we all we're, we're obviously going to place a lot more pressure on the Americans, um, sure. you know, ourselves. Cause we, yeah. you know, I, I mean, they should know the track. I mean, Cameron Bobia led a couple corners there last year. Um, so I, I think that the expectation is definitely there. Um, the bar is raised a little bit for us. You yeah. know, we, we, we want to see it successful. We want to hear the star spangled banner from the top step of the podium. Man, um, oh, that, do we ever. Yeah. I, I mean, that's all there. And, and unfortunately I don't think that Joe Roberts is the guy, even though he's leading the, he's ahead, um, two points ahead of Cameron Bobier in the championship right now. I just don't think that he's kind of that he's got not going to be that, that savior to deliver that result. You know, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. Um, but, I, but as, as history shows us, it's not and the trend, the way that the trend is going, it's not, it's not going to be there for us from Joe Roberts perspective. Um, another writer, I actually am really looking forward or looking forward to, possibly get a win this year is Ayagura, to be honest with you. I, I think that he's got something left, and he's just got to find it and dig it out. Yeah. Um, that He was kind I of overshadowed, too. I think, last year by Raul Fernandez a bit, um, and, and I think that that might have put a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Sure. Um, but, but no, I think Ayagura's got a win somewhere in him this season, personally. He might do it. He might do it. Well, I mean... I, we'll, we'll see. Well, his, his I, I think. So his teammates done it right. So he knows that it's capable. He he knows there the, yep. the bike can. The is, bike's capable. Yeah, yeah. He he's got a little bit of a push now, a little bit more yep. of a carrot to run after. Absolutely. Well, in Moto three, I I think what I need to see, unless you've got some more stuff in Moto two, I'm just going to move to Moto three real no, quick. No, no, I, go ahead. Yeah, I I think we got to see if uh, if Fast Fazia shows up because if he shows up, party might be over. Um, but you know, I was looking at the championship, you know, Garcia is only one point behind Fagia right now. Um, and Izan Guevara is at 28. He's only six points down. So this race is a little tighter. And even though Mino crashed out uh, or had that problem in the last race, he's only nine points down. So this is a good, a good championship right now. I'm excited. Um, uh, but I, I really, I want to see. Uh, what Fagia is going to do, and what the two the two guys on the Gas Gas Aspar team do, because they're in hot pursuit. They look really good so far this year. So, what was your take? No, you're right. I mean, we've got ten points that are covering the top five guys in the Moto Three Championship right now. Even with Dennis on Chu yeah. coming up in fifth place, um, 
you know, and Cato Toba is even, uh, you know, 14 points back. So not a million miles away in terms of the championship. And, and we've seen just how quickly a Moto3 championship can swing. Yep. You know, and but like you say, Fagia just seems to have something different. Um, whenever he's on it, he's on it. And, and if he's on it in Argentina and if he's on it in, in America, it's it's going to be scary. I think this these are two potentially big weekends for Dennis Fagia. Yep. Especially considering how fast that Leopard Honda has been in a straight line. Yeah, we're going to see. Argentina we're going to see if he and Mino can take advantage of that. You Coda know? has a big straight. Yeah, and and yeah. like you had said, you know, even with Qatar, guys were not drafting past Mino in the straight. So if he <laughs> no. and Fagia can break loose, and if and if Andrea Mino can just stay away from that little rainy cloud that always seems to find him in the middle of a race somewhere with someone yeah. riding into him. Or you know something else happening. It always seems I'm, to just he's got the yeah. worst luck in every race. I just I'm going to ask all these riders to leave Mino alone. Give please. him a clean lap, guys, and see what yeah, happens. Yeah, if he's if he's going to crash out on his own, that's on him. But don't help him. Stop hitting him. It feels you're right. It feels like he's just a magnet for moronic moves. Um, but that's racing, and he's in a. But I even saying all that, he didn't even finish. You know, in the points, he's fourth. So the year's not bad, and he's got a chance. And you're right. If the Hondas can get out front, say goodbye. Because if they're they're not you, – you can't draft them, or you couldn't in the first race of the year. And if they can use each other, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're rocket ships. So we'll see. Um, Kaito Toba's got to have a good race. I, I really expect Dennis Anchu to uh, be charging hard in Argentina. I mean, he always charges hard, but he's. I think he's hungry now. He looks hungry on that bike to me, so I'm looking for that. Um, but there are a lot of guys in this class that need to show up, and we've talked about them. Oh, yeah. Masia, Suzuki. Sasaki. Ayuma uh, Sasaki is the one that got Mino last time. Yep. But, you know, all those guys need to show up too. But as always, no matter who shows up, Moto3 will be a good race. It'll be a good race. It'll be fun to watch. So that's great. But um, I'm looking forward to this weekend mainly because I'm ready to get through this weekend because I know the next weekend <laughs> yeah, it's me in Austin, Texas. So, and you too. I'm, it's us in Austin, Texas, and I can't wait. But um, that's about all I've got for tonight. Do you have anything that you wanted to air out on the podcast waves? I don't think so. I mean, that's just about it. You know, you hit the nail on the head with next weekend or the weekend after this being Austin, um, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. They, that's actually going to be a huge weekend in motorsports. In all yeah. honesty, you know, that's going yeah. to be I think uh, uh, World Superbike's first weekend, uh, World yep. Superbike, uh, but also I think it's going to be an F1 weekend in Miami. Is that when F one's coming to oh, Miami? Maybe we can are- get World Superbike on our TV in suite. But then uh, also, um, you know, that's also an IMSA weekend. I know you don't really follow car racing, but I, I do. Oh, and that, yeah. That's an IMSA I did, weekend. I did well know that, actually. Yeah, Beach, I saw so. that on Facebook. I, I mean, oh, if, you are, if you're a race fan at all motorsports, motorcycling, and car racing, four wheels, this the next couple of weeks, you're going to be drunk, you know, with motorsports. So it, it's, it's, it's that fun time of the year for us again, folks. And, and, and I, I'm just, I'm ready for it. I'm happy it's here. Absolutely. Well, me too, man. Well, 
you know, we didn't have any groundbreaking arguments this evening. Uh, I'm sure that Dan will disagree with everything I've said. Well, and so just to, that's uh, okay. you know, Dan, Dan, Dan did reach out to me and then said, you know, or did you research the, uh, um, which, which podcast was it that you and I made a bet about Darren Bender? Um, and I did this afternoon. Had a couple minutes, so I went back and looked, and I found. Thanks, it. Dan. Thank yeah. you so much. But no, no, no. You you were actually correct that you you bet that he uh, wouldn't place first, or excuse me, in the top ten in the championship in his first mm-hmm. two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I was actually going to extend to you what who do you think the rookie of the year is going to be in MotoGP this year? Oh. Because we're two races in now, and oh, I, I think God. Darren Bender could be leading that uh, that charge. At this moment, it has to be Darren Bender, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, it really because does. Because the a rookie that's uh, the only other rookie with a point, I think, is um, Remy Gardner. Remy Gardner with one point. So, who do I think is going to win it? I I, I still believe it's going to be one of the KTM boys, because I do believe that we're going to see if KTM's bike's actually gotten really sorted on the factory level. And if it does, the Tech 3 bikes will follow on some level. So I don't think that that Tech 3 KTM is very good. Um, compared to this year's bikes, right? Compared to the, I think it's last year's bike, and yeah. we know what a dumpster fire that was. But I think if they can get some 2022 improvements, I think that they will do better. I don't think though that you can you can just write off what Darren Bender's done. I mean, he's obviously had a great couple of weeks. Um, but it is just a couple of weeks. And let's not let's not forget that Marco Bezecchi looked great in Qatar until he right, crashed. So right. Bezecchi could be the guy. Uh and I I think the KTM guys will catch Bender and pass him, but I, I think Bezecchi is the rookie of the year in MotoGP. Okay. That's fair. How about you? Uh, no, no, no. I, I think Betzeki really showed a lot of speed. Um, but we also know that he he's on uh, he's on last year's bike, correct? He's on a GP twenty one. Yeah, so, so it's so a great bike. Know, it's a proven bike, right? Um, yep. But uh, no, I, I think so, and I think that I have to I have to play devil's advocate. I have to take Darren Bender as my as my hopeful for rookie of the year, simply Ooh, because you we, and I have you the make wedge, a bet? you know. Yeah, yeah, I would actually. A... That's where I wanted oh, to go with this. Yeah, Let's bet on rookie of the year, a single okay. T shirt. A single okay. T-shirt that the winner gets to pick. Okay, that must be worn, either at a track day or at the following years, the next GP that we all attend together. Okay, that's Deal? fair. Deal. We're in. It's electronic on, it's virtual on. handshake podcast. Virtual land. handshake. Yeah, absolutely. I've already got the okay. T-shirt picked out. <laughs> And it has nothing to do with motorcycle racing. Oh, okay. It's oh, not if, vulgar. If it can be vulgar. any T-shirt, yeah, if, it, if it let's go oh. no holds barred. This is going to be a oh. everyone in the room is going to get a laugh <laughs> at this T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be amazing. Okay, I'm going to one up you and say we have to wear it at a track day and at the next. Coda. Let's do it. I'm good with that. Uh-uh. I, I, I'm, <laughs> yep. All right. Well. Everybody's heard it. It's it's happening now. But, hey, guys, if you're out there, you're going to go ride this weekend, you're riding on the road, you're riding at the track, please keep your shiny side up, that rubber side down. If you're not following us on social media, we are on Instagram and Facebook 
at Parked and Turn One. Please follow us. We put some content up there. We're not we're not social media mavens, but we do some content. Please follow us there. And if you have things to say about our podcast, you can tell us on social media for sure, and we'll respond. But anyway, I'm Jason, a.k.a. Captain Novice, saying good night with my man Bo. Have a good one, guys.